I'm I'm setting up a chat. I'm setting up <laughs> Prince Alexander's Foundation for the Mildly Concussed. <laughs> <laughs> which is clearly, can, which as I've go. learned, is a truly debilitating condition. That you can't l- even fly home. You can't even go to an adult ward. You have to stay in an American hospital. You have to go to the first empty America hospital bed. bed you find. You can't go home for Christmas. You have to, <laughs> you have to fall in love with this doctor. For all your posturing, all your little speeches. You're nothing but a common thief. I am an exceptional thief, Mrs. McLean. Did you have a good Christmas? It has been a nice Christmas. Yeah, but a bit of a marathon. It's always a bit of a marathon, really. It when is, you but... bring other people into it. But it sounds like you've had a kind of two-week marathon it ha- it's been long because you had a one-week family christmas and then a one-week another family christmas well you got to integrate those families well the fact that some of them work Compress. in the mines and we can only really do it around the schedules that are available ah, is that the problem is why we do it randomly throughout december they don't want to miss the good zinc oxide season exactly you can only get that coal when the moon is in in in, and, in antegrade. Yeah, when it's in Gatorade. When the moon is in Gatorade. The moon is in the men Sagittarian. And some women shall mine. That's what we say here in Australia. That is what we say. Like a lot of Australians that's do what we say, say that. That's what we say. That's one of and our big sayings. Some women. And some women. Yeah. 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 Hashtag and some women. <laughs> 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 you know, we we're having a conversation with our friends who have a couple of children. Mm-hmm. Who you might know. You might see them later today. Oh, that's exciting. Um, and they were raising the interesting point, which I hadn't thought of, of trying to find Christmas media for their child to consume, not consume, engage with, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't question the existence of Santa. You know? Uh-huh. Because that's such a trope of child starts to lose faith, but then regains faith by the end. So the Santa Claus. The Santa, yeah, the Santa Claus, the Polar Express... The Polar Express questions. The Santa Claus doesn't question. Because the Santa Claus, you just know, there's actual Santa. Well, now yeah, true, actually. Santa. But, but that also does posit that Santa can fall off the roof and die. Yes. Which is a little but bit But then much. be replaced by stealing, Super stealing weird. your father. If yeah. your father comes across the body of Santa. Yeah, don't startle you Santa. You don't get a father anymore. He is now... Snatched by this, because this curse of... <laughs> it's such a strange... <laughs> Be careful, because if the sound of a man falling off your roof and hitting the ground and dying, if that causes your father to go outside and see what the fuck is going on, he's gone, mate. He is now embroiled in the curse. It's so great. It's horrific. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think... Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to... They're having to sort of pre-watch some things or try to read plot summaries to try to figure out whether this is something that... So they um, can watch, like... Because they don't want it to be questioned for in that order. The Rudolph? I guess. Because Santa's just a character in it. I recommended... Elf? Elf, yeah. I recommended Claws with a K, that animated one. That's great. Doesn't it? It's just nice, like, yeah, this nice is an alternative history. Story here. And, of course, I think the classic one they could do that doesn't question the existence of Santa, Violent Night. Great film. Great I'd, film. I'd show that to my two and a half year old. So much fun. It's just. And maybe we'll avoid uh, spoilers, but spoiler alert, Santa's real. And uh, and he has some badass ones who. So violent. 
it's just John Wick. It's it John, is just John Wick. It's yeah. John Wick level violence. But I but like Santa that Claus. he's it, like I like that it's not he's already John Wick at the start. It's just like no, we've got to awaken this. Yeah, this within. Well, he was he was John Wick in ninth century ago, yeah. <laughs> Denmark. <laughs> Nickermund. But I love just taking some time, so a little bit of time off. My favorite thing about Violent Night, if any idiots don't know what we're talking about, is the David Harbour movie that just came out where he's a violent Santa Claus. Yeah, um, he's not. He's just Santa Claus, but the he thing, gets violence thrust upon him. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty fucking violent. Mm-hmm. Two the two best things in it, Home Alone pranks that actually show how horrific they would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, which is another, which is fine. Great to have that acknowledged in film, and the idea that Santa. Doesn't really know how he does any of this shit either. I love that. I don't understand Christmas. I've never magic seen thing. that before, and that is a recurring joke through the thing. Yeah, I like how do you really do it? How it? I don't. Works. I don't really know how I do any of this shit. It's so good. The fact that Santa isn't in charge of his Santaness, <laughs> he's just a vessel through which the spirit of Christmas moves. It's really good, y'all. It's a good film. You should check it out. But that's not what we're here to talk about today for our special Christmas bonanza episode of. Exceptional Thieves. Mm. It's a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. I'm Isaac. And we have punished ourselves today. Merry Christmas, everybody. Some of you might be thinking, oh, this episode's coming out a bit late. What, were you disorganized? Well, yes. But also, <laughs> it's not actually late because Christmas is still going. So there's 12 days of Christmas. True. This is the day of the three French hens, which I think symbolizes the three wise men because they think their song was written at a time... When the Protestants were being real bastards. And so if you wanted to celebrate Christmas in a more traditional way, all of the things in the 12 days of Christmas converted into something. I don't know. I'll say. I don't care. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. This isn't, the, this isn't the Christmas trivia podcast after all. True. What did we watch? Which is not to imply that everything we talk about is not incredibly trivial. For a bit of trivia, actually, for the listeners. A bit of triv. Some of our favourite Christmas movies mm-hmm. are A Christmas Prince. Yes. The sequel, A Christmas Prince to The Royal Wedding. Yes. And the threequel, A Christmas Prince 3, The Royal Baby. Yes. Some Devastated that they films. have left it there. There's still not for a now. whisper of number four coming out. And yeah, we've been a you know we've been a big fan of bad Christmas films or just like schmaltzy Christmas films, mm-hmm. and as should most people, we've tended to focus on the royalty themed Christmas films on this show, and I think that's something we should definitely continue. Okay, I think that that can be our sort of secret side series of, in addition to reviewing the filmography of Daniel Craig, Brenton Thwaites, and then potentially in the future Brendan Fraser. <laughs> We will also watch and review every royalty-themed Christmas movie, which will take us longer than any of those other projects. Given what we have just put ourselves through. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Oh, but come on. horrific. Okay, so we are talking about Christmas with a prince. Not a Christmas prince. But basically, (laughs) made specifically because a Christmas prince exists. Made to fool people like us. It's literally the shitty animated Disney movies. Like the the rip-off Disney movies that are made every Mm -hmm. time a Disney movie comes out. Yeah. Where the only good one has been Ants. Or when they make action movies and it's like Tomb Surveyor. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking. Transflamers. It irks. It irked. This film. It irked you? Irked me. It didn't irk me because I think, you know, it's a part of a very large and proud tradition. They, of... It has sequels, Sam. Guess what now, the second one yeah, is? Yeah. 
becoming a royal. She gets married. Uh, well, excuse, excuse me, excuse me. It's just becoming royal. Okay. So she she acquires the internal qualities of royal. Sure. I, I <laughs> the don't third find one, that hard to believe. I love the third one. A Christmas prince. No, Christmas with a prince, the royal baby. It's the fucking same. It's just the same. Thing. Only because the other one is good. Now, look, you say all this, and they're like in title, title terms. Yes, in the title and thumbnail terms, this is very much designed to fool people. But it's very, very different in terms of its, dare I say, substance. You mean than instead Christmas, of her inserting herself prince. into the prince's life, the prince inserts himself into her life? Yeah. Wow. Big yeah. change. And we never get to see um, his, his his country or outside. Yeah, we never <laughs> this, get to see the outdoors. This film, <laughs> and, and I, I almost don't want to have too much of a go at it, because they've obviously made it with no money at all. Zero budget. And I'd since, so... Um, and yet, nearly all of it takes place in a children's hospital or the children's ward of a hospital. Uh-huh. Uh, and, but very, but, very few scenes do you see outside at all. Or even, and I don't mean like a, a scene out, I don't think there's any scenes literally outdoors. There are no scenes outdoors? But very rarely is there a window. Often there is a window and you can't see anything through it. They've just got the lights shining in because, you know, it's that bright winter sunshine. Yeah. But they, and, and they show stock footage of things outside. And because you never see outside, like it started to feel like Squid Game <laughs> with all of the, the unsettling child, um, children's ward decor. Unsettling dialogue. It and, felt and like look, it was written by a computer. It it did, and I also think the prince looks like he's generated by a computer. I know. You see the AI generated art. I feel like if you said to generate a Christmas prince, this man would come out of it. Oh, Something just... about him is a little off. He moves a lot like a robot. He dances like a robot. I'm not certain that he's not a robot. That they just sort of turn on at the start he does of the move scene. Like a robot. But I like you can tell that he's sitting every every time he's standing anywhere he's clenching every muscle in his body so he yeah. can be the prince shape drawn drawn in that jaw. He's like, well, Isaac, that's how you get a trilogy. Don't do an impression of it; it's an audio medium. Yeah, but the camera's on us, right? <laughs> no. Uh, I I thought I was. I saw a thing the other day pointing out all of the cameras that are in the Truman Show. Nice. That they don't draw attention to, Fucking but like cool. you can see, so they've put so many into the set. Like there's a guy in the background just holding a bin, and the bin's got a little camera on the front of it. <laughs> so great. Um, so uh, yeah, a cr- Christmas with a prince is. I mean, we have an affection for bad Christmas films, and the, but there's a real there's a therapeutic bandwidth of where it has to be because I can't watch if they're just there are bad film there are bad Christmas films that are terrible made with terrible. Feeling. And they're like, yes, you've made a Christmas film because you yeah. give a shit about Christmas and it's great. Like I, all the Hallmark ones where a, a, a professional woman from the city goes back to her hometown yeah. to get away from a tough relationship and she meets some yeah. handsome dude who didn't grow up with her. She's from the city. Owns, she probably works too much. Owns a bakery but is also a badass carpenter. Yeah. And like... They he's down to earth love because of a Christmas festival that yeah. was cancelled, but she had to bring it back. Well, he's got to bake a lot of Christmas puddings. He does, but also in his spare time, he chops a lot of wood. Yeah, and smells not of... with shirtless, but with braces still on. Yes, or um, braces down the sides, flanny. Yeah, yeah, and then somehow something one she one of them has had to lie to the other one about something innocuous. Yeah. But that becomes a big deal about 20 minutes before the end. Never fight. Can't believe I trusted you. Walk away. Then come back together at whatever Christmassy event it is. 
kiss. For the only kiss. Lights. Dance. Everyone says Merry Christmas to each other and shakes hands. (laughs) And then (laughs) credits. And, and that is a good film. And they really try to hit those points in this, but in just the most awkward way possible. It's so awkward. It's just... This was just wrong. good enough for me to watch and to feel like there was something to say about it. It was so bad. Because a lot of them are just so I bland. not watch it. See, I think I like this because it's not... You said... You, you it's don't not, think this is bland. Well, this is more bland than anything. I've no, ever... Well, no, but think about it. This in this movie, they've gone. No, let's not have woman who works too much and is always phone comes to comes to returns to her hometown to meet down uh, down to earth sensitive farmhand. Let's have. Well, I guess that's that's the one archetype. The other archetype is an R, R sweet spot royalty related, where mm-hmm. prince enters life of girl sweeps her off feet. But in this, they go no. Let's have, let's have a. I mean, we do have woman working too much and too much phone because she's a pedi. Because she's she's a a hardworking pediatrician with too much phone. Because in one of the first scenes, her brother walks in and goes, "I've been trying to call you. I left my phone at home." No, she fucking didn't. She is a doctor. (laughs) No, but in a later scene, she fully does leave her phone at home, and she because she goes for a sleepover at her friend's house, and they call it a sleepover, which is very weird for doctors in their thirties to do. (laughs) Um, And in the morning, she's like, they have a whole conversation. They're like, I can't. She's like, I can't find my phone. Could you call it? And she's like, Oh no, my phone doesn't have any battery. There's nothing I can do about that. Like, oh okay, well. And she's like, Well, I could look for it after I finished my coffee. I can't look for it now because I'm sitting down and holding this cup of coffee. But after I finish my coffee, I can look for it then. And she goes, Oh, that would be great. Thank you. And then she leaves and goes to work without her phone. You're the head of pediatrics. You're the head of pediatrics, my friend. You need to be callable. I, I was like, well, could you maybe look? For, I know I can see you drinking your coffee there, adult friend, but maybe we could look for it now together. Or maybe could you plug your phone in and then call my phone? No. Just go to work at the hospital. Enough, there's not enough pages. You in have the a writer. They were writing the script. With. You have a pager, they had right? Specifically, thirty pages to write a script. With. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So this, like, no, we're going to have a prince come to a pediatric oncology ward, <laughs> and have the whole story take place there. How much money do we have? Well, we have none. But we do. Most of this film is set in a pediatric oncology ward, and then at the end, we have to depict a royal charity gala. In the same but, room. Yes. You don't don't, don't worry. We're just going to put it fine. in the same room. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But we do have like 80 people to be in the extras for that yeah. charity gala. And, and so I'll say, peek behind the curtain, I am a nurse and I had cancer as a child. <laughs> so I feel like I had a lot to say about it. I was like, okay, here we go. The realism. Once I, once I, normally medical stuff is just unwatchable for me. Like I can't, I can't even enjoy... Long-term listeners of this show will probably had enough of me critiquing CPR and films. You don't like Scrubs? Um, well, I did when I was much younger, but now, knowing what I know, it is a little bit... Scrubs is okay, actually, in Scrubs fairness. Scrubs is probably one of the better ones. Scrubs is often okay, yeah. um, but... And Scrubs doesn't show many procedures, like doesn't show them doing the doctor stuff no they just yeah as doctors at the hospital yeah and i think in in terms of in terms of capturing appropriately the 
the attitude and styles of professional interaction that might happen in a hospital, as crazy as they might sound with scrubs, but like, especially in the early seasons when they're a little bit more down to earth and less zany, that's actually relatively close to something that could approximate reality. Uh, just like Grey's Anatomy. Just, just, just like Grey's Anatomy. My favorite bit in Grey's, my well, one of my favorite bits in Grey's Anatomy is when Alex Karev, one of the surgeons, mm-hmm. has to keep reminding himself to go and turn one of his patients so she doesn't get pressure areas. I don't think that's his job. I don't. I. I don't think it is. I. Th- <laughs> I really. I really think it's a two-second job that almost anyone can do, and we really don't need you running from the other side of the hospital to turn. Who, in my memory, was actually uh, everybody loves Raymond's mum. Cool. Yeah, she's dead now, isn't she? I don't know. She is definitely sad. Yeah, and I blame Alex Karev. Um, didn't turn her enough. Didn't turn her enough. Turn, one episode turned of Grey's Anatomy. Turned her too far. Of which there are like 28 seasons. Because he's a doctor. He hasn't had the training. So he turned her too far, launched her out of the bed, went straight <laughs> out the window. It's like throwing a child back onto the Titanic. Now, <laughs> yeah, so normally I find it impos- just un- un- unwatchable because it's, yeah. sort of, it's sort of too painful. But you can switch off for this and yeah. just enjoy how terrible it was. Um, yeah, and they man- they actually managed to avoid doing too much actual medical stuff despite being in the hospital the whole time. What about the fact that he goes off for an operation and is just super chipper three hours later? Well you might be you might be chipper. I mean let's we'll get we'll get to it. Okay. So first of all, this is made by Brain Power Studios, so that's fun. Um let's work let's work our way through the plot. Okay. In painstaking detail okay. all day. So open with stock footage of skiing. So yeah so so the prince has to have a skiing accident and I mean, this isn't the worst. Like, if you if you're making a film with no money, it's not the worst thing in the world. But it's just a self GoPro shot. We can't have actor and cameraman out there to film skiing accident. So let's just have one person go skiing with a GoPro on their head and then fall over. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll put some helicopter sounds in the background to imply the existence of a helicopter that never comes onto screen. Yeah. And this actor and good is for them. definitely not. Our actual prince actor because he's wearing ski gear. It's a stuntman. They just got to do yeah. to go out, film himself skiing. And well, you're not going to risk your prince out on the slopes. True. Um, and you know, and I say, good for them. That's filmmaking. He. And so, interestingly, this is an interesting choice to start with the prince. Because normally, well, normally you start with busy woman who where, work. Where we, the audience, are spending Christmas with the prince. Yeah, I know, but we need to establish. That we are that we are women who do work well, see, we before Prince comes. We don't come. really know that that's the Prince, though. At that point, it's just a dude has crashed. Only when he's snowboarding, but then it cut to him talking to his phone. Hello, it's me, Prince Alec. Yeah. <laughs> the Prince for this film that we're doing. Um, I look yeah. and feel exactly like a Prince. I thought it was funny that that's sort of implying that he has a social media presence, and that never comes back, does it? Um, no, not really. You think there's so many things you could do. I, so I like many, that he, he crashes in the snow and then is inside a ski shack somewhere. Obviously, because yeah. they're indoors, that's mm-hmm. where you film films. Yeah, or as they and say, shack in French. There's an open, open door that you can't see out of down uh-huh. the corner, and someone's just throwing snow dust through it, so it looks like <laughs> oh, I didn't it's open that. to the outside world. Yeah, well, it's snowing. You know, it's dangerous. Um, and so, yeah, so the prince he looks he looks strange. Yeah. He looks. Too human. He looks like there's too. He looks look sort of hyper real. 
It's, he's, the, he's in the uncanny valley. He is. <laughs> this is a human who's in the uncanny valley. Um, and then we get introduced to. So there's there's what's that, what's her what's the main name? Natasha Tash. Tasha. Tasha. Doctor Tasha. Doctor Doctor Tasha, who is. Well, she's referred to frequently as a PD as a pediatrician, or she's head of pediatrics yep. in the hospital. But for whatever reason, presumably this hospital is near some sort of power plant or something. The pediatric ward is populated entirely by children with cancer, mm-hmm. which I mean, fine. Yep, that's how that's how hospitals work. And but then Jeff is a half brother who is a nurse who works on that ward. Yeah, and I tell you what, Jeff was a real breath of fresh air throughout this movie, don't you think? True. Jeff, the gay Jeff, who was surprisingly not gay. Yeah, what? he's not a gay Jeff. He, the, the, the Jeff mm-hmm. does not appear straight for any of this film at You reckon? All. Not at all. And Ashley could... They were toying with, me, with like, it. He's definitely gay, right? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that character is. But no, because he's... the script says he's not. He's dating... <laughs> what's her name? He wants to be. He's going to date... He's been hitting on her from... The ninja, the the, 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 the the security ninja bodyguard. I don't know. I didn't get a particularly gay oh, no, vibe from him. He's just, he's just sort of, uh, he's he's coming. He's bringing a sort of two guy, two girls, a guy, two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Two yeah. girls, a guy in a pizza place. He's just bringing some sort of energy. Some he si- an energy. He's bringing some sitcom energy into it, which no one else is bringing. And I can only assume that he is improvising a lot of his lines because they're better than anything anyone else says. Like some of his stuff, like it's not funny, funny, but you can see, like it's like it's legitimate. Maybe he's only <laughs> you know? performing them better. Just the like not ready for jokes yet. Okay, just stuff like that. Yeah, see, that is that's an improv. It's line. basic. That's com- a human line. It's that's basic competence of yeah. Jeff is also basically the protagonist for most of the movie. I'll say that almost everything that happens in it, he Instance. orchestrates. Yeah. yeah. He orchestrates the prince coming to the hospital because the prince needs somewhere quiet to be repaired from his broken leg. He can't at all fly yeah. in a plane home with a broken leg. I can't I can't believe that they didn't give him any more extensive injuries than just a cast on his leg. A cast which, in one scene, is very visibly over his trouser leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and there's just no explanation given to that. No. It's like, yeah, no, he's just he's oh, no, he had a concussion at the start. He's possibly. I, I swear, someone yeah. said, yeah, you can fly with a possible concussion. Yeah. You're fine, mate. He's possibly concussed though. But also, he's from the first moment. He's clearly not. The other thing you would surely do if he's got a concussion. Oh, he's forgotten he's a prince or something. And so anything. That, and so that allows them to restart their relationship. Yeah, Isn't but they that, don't do any of that. He comes to the hospital. Unusual choice as well for him and for him to have for her to have known the prince before. Yeah, they went to boarding school together. That's got to be quite unusual in the royalty themed Christmas they went thing. To boarding school together. Yeah, and so did her brother, who's still friends with the prince. That's why yeah. he knows the prince. He wasn't out skiing with him that day. Even they... the prince is like local. Like he's 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 in the he's in the region, not meeting up with his mate. Just skiing on his own. They never and and the the prince and and Jeff never get to hang out and be bros. Is there a scene where they just chill out as bros? In a film, it's just mentioned that they're best friends. In a film with you know perilously few characters, you'd think they would get to be best friends, or he would anyway. 
You lose energy, don't you? Because it doesn't do. matter. <laughs> so um, the security team for the prince tell the doctor that mm, they Bella. need all of the children to leave the ward because they need privacy for the prince. She says yeah. no. I, well, I think, yeah. But So bef- just before the all, all of that happens, we're introduced to the chief of medicine. Oh, who's a, a fucking bitch. Who's a real, who's a real piece of work. A right fucking bitch. She's Guess who she is? She's the she's the, the villain. chief of medicine. She's the she's the villain of the piece. <laughs> <laughs> I love what and so it's sort of setting up the the reason why they can uh, Jeff convinces I don't know why Jeff is so keen to have his adult friend stay on the children's ward that he works on. Because he wants his girl his, his sister to be married to the prince so that he can be married to the prince. Do you think so? Because he's definitely into the prince. He's he into Bella, prince, Isaac. Yeah. You are being very reductive in your analysis <laughs> of this film. And I would like us to take a more expansive and... and um, oh, Bella is the ninja's name. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. who wears a cool yes, leather jacket well, and is cool. So and she's and I, and I love that she's, she's basically saying to Tasha, like, like, she says, look, we cannot find the funding for the treatment for your cancer children. I'm sorry, but your ward of children with cancer is very far down the list of people of things we're going to fund. So we sorry. Need a new vending machine. A new vending machine. I need a new sign for my car park. Yeah. I need actually. I need a several signs because I want a car park next mm. to most doors of the hospital, just depending on where I'm going to yeah. come from in the morning. And she, yeah, and obviously she's awful to jeff in a way which i get is on purpose because you're not meant to like her but she's but also... it's just like completely inappropriate <laughs> and i'm if i need to place an order of scrubs i'll come find him I'm like well we're not that's not doing that as a nurse tell you that much right now <laughs> first of all scrubs are usually clothes we have in our own homes <laughs> so i don't know what you're asking the nurse for help with that for she's a horrific um, and yeah, I think maybe it's a bit more. That's more of a thing in America of doctors being sort of hoity-toity like that. I saw a video of a, a, a nurse was taking of them going up to doctors and addressing them by their first name to get their reaction. Mm-hmm. In America, um, yeah, okay. and they all just look like absolutely stunned, and that's just like completely par for the course in Australia. Just like, say, hey, Gary. Yeah, your name. Your name. I, yes, your name yeah. is Gary. I know a doctor called Gary. And that's definitely all I'm ever calling you. Yeah. In, our, in our emergency department, the director, the most senior doctor in the emergency department, you know what his name was? Tony. Nice. And that's what everyone called him. Because we're fucking normal human Dr. beings. Yes, Tony. I'm sorry, if your ego is so fragile that you have to be referred to as doctor all the time, you're probably but, not the sort of person we should be having in that position. But you have your PhD. I do. So I can refer. We're sharing to a lot about Sam today. <laughs> yeah, but do I bring it up? No, that's the first the podcast audience has ever heard about it because it's not relevant. <laughs> but like for you to introduce yourself as Doctor Sam would feel weird. You could do it. Yeah, except at a TED talk. Well, that's the thing. It's context specific. If the doctorship is relevant to a formal setting you're in, yeah. then that's fine. I've been introduced as Doctor see, a couple of times at a were, conference. Even if you were to do it at a TED talk. Your name would appear on the board. It would say Dr. Samuel Brookfield. Yeah. Or PhD, whatever, wherever, yeah. however it's written. And you just go, hi, I'm Sam. Exactly. Because you're a human. Exactly. Because you're not know. an American doctor in a film. I would look, I look, I would like, look, guys, there's a lot of letters up there. But I, you know, <laughs> I put my pants I'm just on. Like you. I, in some ways, I know this may be hard for you to believe. I know this may be hard for you to wrap your tiny brains around. 
But in a lot of ways, not always, obviously, but in a lot of ways, I'm just like you, you know? Only better. Only just with more stupid letters after my name, you know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Anyway. So, back to our topic of the day. But yeah, I hate that woman (laughs) in this film. But you're meant to, so that's fine. That's filmmaking. That's the power of cinema. Classic filmmaking. Uh, But then it's revealed uh, Alec, he'll make a big donation to the hospital for letting him stay in a children's bed. Yeah. They don't even get in an adult. It's not even big enough. They'd, yeah, he'd be, he'd be flying off the end of that. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so he comes to the hospital. That, and then the she security has the, team wants him yeah. to change all the shit and move the kids off the ward. She says no. And she has the Zoom call with Charles Shaughnessy, the king, and then from the nanny. Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. The king, King Sheffield. <laughs> king Sheffield turns up and he wants her to relocate all the other patients <sighs> in the wing. Like, He's like, just throw them back onto the Titanic or something. His, his, his background, wherever they're filming that. Like, that's a painted backdrop of some sort. Well, it's a Zoom background that he's chosen. He's flicked through. He's gone, what, what looks kingly? I'll go with that one. That's fine. Maybe he's in a volume. Best choice for a king if you have no budget. Did you hear why the, how Sheffield. they invented the volume or why? The what? You know the volume? In, like in filmmaking? So you know how you might be on green screens? Yes. But now they've invented it in Star Wars and they invented it in The Mandalorian where it's basically how they used to make films. Oh, you mean the this, this screen a, at the back? It's a three-dimensional screen. Stuff, yeah. yeah. But um, the reason they did that is because when you're filming the Mandalorian in every scene, the green of the screens would reflect off his helmet and stuff. Yeah. And so that's the whole reason they invented this whole new thing. And now that's being used in loads and loads of films. But it's, it's just a result so of having cool. the Mandalorian armor. It's so cool how it works, too. Mm. Like it look- you, They still build the set that they were standing upon. Mm. But then every oh, it's just it looks better, I think, in a in, in a lot it of cases. But yeah. I just love the fact that that is going to have a massive impact on filmmaking, and it's just yeah, because they're of they're building one on the Gold Coast. If you have a Mandalorian in every scene, it's kind of your only option. Next to um, Movie World, there's they're building oh, yeah. well, they've greenlit a new studio to build behind. No Movie pun World intended. There, and it will have yeah, it'll have one, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Excellent, very excellent, cool. good news. Yet another step closer for us to Hollywood. True. Oh, to go to the Gold Coast. To the Gold Coast, yeah. Hollywood on the Gold Coast. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they call that place. Um, and he and so she says, "No, you can't relocate the patients." What are you talking about? Thereby gaining his respect. And he true. says, "Never sheath your sword after you've drawn it," which is obviously true, but only up to a point. Otherwise, it's you're just holding a sword forever. Um, I like at the end of at at the end, I think it's at the end of that Zoom call, or maybe another one. He just like turns and walks off. Yes. In the Zoom call. <laughs> he doesn't like lean forward and I'm like, that's some king behavior right there. You don't lean in and that's, try and turn that, off the call. Man. You just walk away from the laptop <laughs> and someone else deals with it. <laughs> she gets in there, she does an exam on the prince using a little pediatric stethoscope. Yes. I like that they they at least got a pediatric stethoscope for, you know. It's pink. It's and pink, small. and I don't know if it's a problem using that on an adult or not. Maybe it's probably fine. At Why this would point, it be any different? yeah, I don't know. I'm saying it's, pro- it's probably fine. I'm just trying to nitpick. Okay, yeah, but 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 why would it be any different? <laughs> it's a status. Guy. Maybe, but it's small, and maybe his giant princely heart. Well, all of the thick muscles exactly would deafen that noise. Maybe you're you're missing some of the details Sorry, of his giant hypertrophic heart. I can't hear your insides. What's okay. what's what's protecting them? Oh, 
my body, my, my body arm, my inbuilt my, body arm. My inter- I, I have Kevlar under my skin. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a robot and not real. I actually just have skin over an exoskeleton. Um, yeah, so, so, so obviously so much sexual tension. And there's not much going on between these two, is there? No. There's very really, little... Very little there. Charisma. In the film, actually. Yeah. Jeff and, has um, the most... Actually, Jeff and the bodyguard... That's a much better film. Like, she also doesn't have a lot of charisma, but when Jeff's around, picks it straight up. I would love a film where there's a Christmas Prince movie happening in the background, our yes. bed style, but the film is about this subplot of these of the... The it nurse like and the security guard getting together. Set in, set in like the Christmas Prince world mm-hmm. and just two people at the castle are having yeah. a rom-com together. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be so, uh, See, there's your Christmas Prince 4. Yeah, we should do some side... They need to do some side calls to a Christmas <laughs> Prince happening simultaneous to the previous films. And then she... she, she so then she goes out to... Um, I think the fact that they were friends in school just isn't, isn't play... Isn't like... Nothing leads to anything. It doesn't mean that's anything. part of the that's part of the and it, and it sets itself up in a hundred different directions. But doesn't capitalize any of it. Like she, the main doctor one, she needs to be a nerd. She can't be like a beautiful, glamorous, already cool. Well, maybe she was a nerd at school. Yeah, but at, at least say that. But they don't say that. She she needs to have been a loser at school who was all about books and everything. That's she why she's a big nerd him. doctor. She was young. Yeah, that's him. not enough. Oh, okay. And then you think, you think but now are hella she, into going out with fourteen year olds when they're sixteen. Well, I think he's he's eighteen and she's sixteen. Uh, okay. I mean, let's not get into it. Yeah, who gives a shit? I'm it's- just saying, character wise, the part of the obstacle then should have been like he was the cool guy and she was the nerd in the square, and now you know, and then you and then just do like a real basic, you know, she, she has a makeover at some point. I don't know. Jeff can do the makeover because he's obviously gay as hell. <laughs> Based on nothing. <laughs> I think you're just saying that because he's a nice guy. He is nice. Well, I guess he doesn't close the deal, does he, with Bella? So No, they just dance at the What's end. What's going on there? She goes to coffee with a friend. And um, I like this line. It just like opens on her conversation with her friend. She's like, yeah, my friend's not having bridesmaids at her wedding. She said, I can be a bridesmaid if I feel like it. <laughs> that was good. All it the second... out the world a lot. All the secondary characters were okay. The two chicks in that escal- in the elevator, though. The left-hand one, mm-hmm. the one who gets other scenes. Besides yeah, the, the other nurse. Terrible character. It, yeah. It's like when she's crying at the end for no reason. She Well, she, she just wants to get with the prince. Cries on the dude's shoulder. Mm-hmm. One of the dads. It's, one of the dads of one of the patients. It's very strange. Quite, like, she is just someone's friend. Oh, like, she's not an actor, you uh-huh. mean? Well, maybe they maybe they wanted some gritty realism, so they got you know, just, just people off the street. But that's definitely what they had the gala. Mm-hmm. The gala was just anyone they could find. Yeah. Hey, guys, bring your suits. Yeah. We're having a gala. Guys doing the catering, can you just actually cater into the into shot? Into shot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carry uh, it around. Bring your best dresses. We're going to give you all sashes. Sashes um, yeah. are royalty. <laughs> they are royalty, aren't they? It's charity ball. It's charity ball. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I like when the king's like, I hope you're more cheerful at the charity ball or something. <laughs> and if you're, not, if you're not feeling better by then, then just bugger off. And yeah, so coffee shop with a friend. 
Again, we can't see outside. So this is presumably the coffee shop room on the hospital set lot that they hired. Oh, no, it's just the coffee shop that's at the bottom of the hospital. Like the it's it's it's, it's, it's an actual hospital. Obviously. Oh, it's it's legitimately in the. It's meant to be in the hospital in terms of the plot. Yeah. Isn't okay. Well, no, probably not in terms of the plot. Oh, but, okay, fine. But I was just saying. Presume <laughs> I think you buy like a film your own hospital back lot, and it comes with a little coffee shop scene. <laughs> like how in one home scene, Scrubs just got a disused hospital, and that's where they film. Well, I think I wish these guys had it a disused hospital. This feels a lot more like a hospital set, and you have a, a corridor that you film from different angles. <laughs> And just redress each time. You remember when he lost his brother, Arthur? Oh, yeah, in the military accident. Oh, the fucking military accident <laughs> line. You didn't I like that? I cackled at that shit. <laughs> it's so Ashley funny. Ashley cackled at that shit. Why the fuck would you say it? Oh, yeah, so vague. In that military accident. In the military accident. <laughs> yeah. It's like the film's in a real rush. Like, you can't, you can't just, like, lay out a sentence. It's because of... it was written by a computer. But also, it's very hard to... It's weird to make it military because that brings in a lot of other aspects. Just say he crashed his car or something. Yeah, in, in, in a, an accident. In, in a terrible car accident. If it's a military accident, you can't give any more details because they're from a fake country. So then you have to do, you, then you're in Top Gun land and you have to do a lot more fake world building <laughs> of this non existing country. The, the friend, again, another great secondary character who's doing better than the main characters, I think. The problem with this story about a dedicated pediatrician falling in love with a prince is that the pediatrician and the prince are not great. Uh-huh. They're not and they great. also don't get enough time together in the film. They're not great together or individually, and they don't <laughs> spend much time together, and there's no reason for them to really fall in love. She gets, she gets, she says no again to the um, when the chief of medicine actually agrees to move mm-hmm. all the kids she's like no you can't do that and the chief of medicine is like no i reviewed the cases they'll be fine yeah and then she gets fired on the spot and sent oh, yeah home which is insane <laughs> on the spot she's sent home go for the day we'll deal without you for the rest of the day yeah that's how hospitals because what possible role could you have <laughs> so she goes home and she's like and her brother comes over that night it's weird like, that they never show one other doctor did i get fired and he's like, well, she filed the paperwork, but it never made it to the board. Yeah. And then he See, when he did that, I just assumed that Jeff had done that. He did. Because, no, did but, he not do that? Well, I assumed it was Jeff because Jeff does everything in this yeah, film. Jeff is the nurse but, of the hospital. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the hospital nurse and she's the hospital doctor because that's how hospitals are. You have, you, you have doctor with patient and then you have boss doctor. And that's about it. I thought that the paperwork never made it to the board because of Jeff. I thought it was. I thought Alec intervened somehow, but I forget maybe how I picked up on that. No, the it, we we and she thought that Alec got got her job back, and it turned out to have been the king. Yeah. So the one okay. thing that actually made Alec better in her life, like that started that track, mm. wasn't actually him. No, she just came back to work, no. saw him being friends with mm-hmm. kids, and like, yeah. oh, but he was nice. To I me. just. And friends with kids. Oh. But when you remove the he was nice to me bit, he's just friends with kids. He's, he's a, That's now weird. He's a basic, basically nice person. <laughs> and he's a prince, which I mean, uh-huh. I mean, to be honest, if you're basically nice and a prince, you are head and shoulders above a lot of people. Of a country that speaks English. <laughs> of a country that with speaks English, English and accent. is English. Yes. Because that's where princes come from. England. England. <laughs> <laughs> When they didn't tell you the country name for so long, for the entire thing until the king speaks, the, until they mm. like introduce the king and then they give the country a name, yeah. and they didn't do that, I'm like, okay, cool, this is just 
parallel world where the English king is this guy. Yeah. And this is the English prince. I think they... I think these films they do they they refer to the name of the country at one point of San Savare. San Savare. So which is just made up words. Yeah, it also sounds like Agrabah. It's not. Like, <laughs> well, why San, do they have English accents? I mean, I'm no linguist, but it's San San Savare sounds kind of Spanish, <laughs> right? Are they meant to be the king of? Like I'm a little Mr. Sheffield can do more accents than just his own. It's so funny how these films, like they just really something about them doesn't work if the prince isn't English. <laughs> like any other accent. Because if it's a whitey white person and they do some sort of vague European accent, then you're getting it then they're like it's it's Eastern European mm-hmm. and no one wants that, do they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> For some reason. Well if he has a German accent, like and you can't make you it. You could t- get that because there are lots of castles up there. Yeah. No monarchies anymore. I reckon you could do. <laughs> Still castles. Yeah. I reckon you could do. You could do Spanish. You could do sexy Spanish prince, and you're like, oh yeah, it's a little place between Spain and Portugal or something. Mm-hmm. You know, or it's an island. You know, it's an island off the coast of Spain. That's another thing that like pissed me off. Malta or something, which Start I know is in Spain. Movie starts with stock footage of that castle in northern Germany. That's the pretty mm-hmm. one on the on the precipice in the forest yep. and snow. We ne- that nothing happens. Footage there. of that, and then they're skiing, which presumably is nearby to the castle. Well, is that, that m- castle supposed to be the hospital? Maybe. You mean you mean BPS Center Hospital? Yeah, what the <laughs> and like, sorry, junk. Well, Shitty birthday wrapping paper hospital because so much of the decorations of of the children's ward are just, just coloured wrapping on. paper. Yeah, sticky tape to the wall. <laughs> well, maybe that castle is meant to be the hospital because I was intrigued. Well, yeah, Jeff's comment at one point that they like our remote location, yeah. and we're surrounded by snow and little streams. And I. And, and real close-up shots of little streams. I yeah, I love the external establishing shots of snow and streams cut back to inside. <laughs> like normally, this would be said. Oh, now we're setting up, and now you cut to characters going for a walk through the woods or yeah, something, or like having if a conversation. You were back to inside, you'd have an external shot of the hospital. Yeah, in the location. It started it to feel quite claustrophobic. But you didn't get that not once. Well, I mean, in a way, it very effectively generated the feeling of being a long-term hospital patient. Because you're like, I never leave this <laughs> yes, place. long-term. He's there for like a week. I never leave this place. <laughs> yeah, he never... <laughs> he's, he's there for a week. And then when he gets discharged, he makes all the cancer kids a clap for him. Which I think is a bit rich. <laughs> he's a prince, though. Very rich. Uh, well done, you're better. Like we might never be. <laughs> Yeah, they just needed to mention the concussion thing again at least once, just to give it something. Yeah, or have him lose his mind. Or like, oh, you've got air in your brain, so if you go in a plane, you'll die or something. So part of the problem is that the prince is just a lovely bloke with no flaws from the beginning. And I think all of these prince movies would be enriched so much if they just had the confidence to allow the prince to have a flaw that he overcomes throughout the storyline. He has a broken leg. True. And it heals. True. Like a like a baby bird. <laughs> he heals he his wing. that broken leg pretty good. Yeah. Oh, they do all the stuff in this, like, what are you doing out of bed? Get the fuck back into the bed. What are you doing, you maniac? You've hurt your ankle. Lie down. I'm like, and, and it's just like. He's going down the stairs at the end. 
She's like just touching him around the top of where his. Oh, when she is. goes to do X-ray hands, she's like, oh, he's oh, like, "Oh, I've hurt I can't my leg." Feel any swelling around the top of where your leg boot is? Yeah, and like, what you think you you think he hurt his leg forty seconds ago on that stair, and now you're just going to touch his leg and feel Sorry. swelling around <laughs> just over the top of the moon boot? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. And yeah, I mean, you know, this isn't a medical advice podcast, but. Get out of get out of bed. It's the worst thing in the world to lie in bed all day if you've hurt yourself. Yeah. You're just gonna get a get a blood clot anyway. But yeah, he's just you like. There's so much setup here. You think, oh, okay, he he hates kids, or oh, he doesn't like being. Yeah, he's meant to well, be a spoiled a brat. Moment there where he goes, I don't want to come onto the ward. Yeah, can you just leave me here? He's I like feel these kids. About this. They've got cancer. Ooh, a little bit yucky. Ooh, yuck. Yeah, but it's just the faintest. And then, like, two seconds later, he was having a chat to that kid. Yeah. Because the kid approached him. Like, yeah. Hey, oh, oh, hi, yeah. teddy bear kid. How and so, doing? again, it's the hospital ward of just the healthiest looking children in the world. <laughs> Some of whom with bandanas clamped down over just full heads of hair. <laughs> I don't know what they think they're doing. And they didn't have a budget to find an actual I hospital. Just ward. don't. Well, I'm not saying they should have found a bunch of real <laughs> children undergoing chemotherapy. I mean, also quite unlikely to have a, ho- a ward full of children undergoing chemotherapy in such a remote location as well. But it's the remote location. It's normally in a city. What it wants, what it needs, it helps with healing. Okay. You know, if you have it's three, all that ex- it's all like that nature. Little, little snowy streams of water. If you can get within like three inches of those every True. day, yeah, and then come back inside, yeah. One of the nurses goes out with a, a tray of cups and goes la 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 and scoops water out of the stream and comes and serves <laughs> a tray of cups while 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 robins Christmas robins <laughs> fly around her chirping merrily and then she yeah. brings that in and that's actually what is what does most of the work. The chemotherapy is sort of the cherry on the cake. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not actually giving them chemo at all. That's why they all still have their hair. They're, they're just giving them super healthy. They're just getting this mountain water. I can only assume it's an entire ward of Munchausen's by proxy. I don't think any of these kids need to be there. This is mountain just water <laughs> because it doesn't make it doesn't make sense that they're all there getting cancer treatment. This is just a place for insane parents to punish their children <laughs> in an isolated mountain cabin location. Well, these mums like I can't make it for your surgery. Yeah. Why not? Why? Because she's slowly abandoning him, and also because she's been arrested. And actually, maybe. she does probably the best performance in the entire. Film she's very good, actually, when, isn't she? When, she's when very she genuine. Turns up and then yeah. he goes off to surgery, and she just like doesn't no lines. No. She just acts. It's like yes, yeah. Oh, uh, much better than when very very much gives a gives a monologue. Very much the Himesh Patel of this film. <laughs> like the main character gives a monologue. When they're alone together for a time, she's like given that like that sweet hard feelings and like letting that all out. And her way of doing that is to stare at one place, look to a different place to say the next line. Oh yeah, she has a monologue about how isn't isn't pediatric cancer sad? It's the worst. And it's like, well, yeah. But, and that's it. That's no emotion. She just looks in places, and it's just and it's just so out of nowhere because you. I mean, you just set up in one previous scene. How she's very good at her job, but she sort of keeps at arm's length the emotional, the emotionality of what's going on, which yeah, you would kind of have patience. to. Uh, at a certain point, you have to let it, let it get to you. And he, 
you almost can't be bothered <laughs> correcting it because it's yeah, it's shit. it's not a te- if you had enough money to do it so it didn't look weird. It's not a terrible premise for a lame Christmas film. Great terrible premise if you needed a secret secret place to keep a prince. See, I think I think store. this is what elevates a Christmas prince. I think a lot of it would just be money. Because they get that big castle, they do external shots, they can ride around on horses through the forest. Yeah. You know, it's still clearly low budget, but it's it's enough to do what they're doing and to give it a sense of scale. And like those internal, you know, when they do the, the wedding and stuff, it doesn't look lame. No, it, it doesn't looks, feel cheap. Yeah, it looks like a silly Christmas film, yeah. but you're not, um, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like Prince. Squid Game. Feels like an expensive Hallmark Christmas movie, where a Hallmark Christmas movie feels like a cheap Christmas Prince, but this feels like a cheap Hallmark movie. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah, there's there's those levels, but it's really shooting for the stars, which is kind, of, which is what, what I kind of like it is, about it's it. Like, we can't, it's like, we don't have a budget, but we're gonna try. we're gonna do it anyway. We're doing. We've got this one room. We're doing pediatric cancer and ward, and you can all go fuck yourselves. Yeah, we're gonna make a film. And so I guess, th- and they In two days, <laughs> and they established that Alec is he's his his brother from the military accident was the better one, and his he and he was. thinks his dad resents him. And I yeah, I tend to agree. I think yeah, Andrew, his brother who died in a a military accident. I mean, he's in he's in the military at least. Well, he was in a military accident. Whether yeah. he was in the military or not <laughs> is another question. <laughs> he was just around. Just yes, their, their the accidental firing of a missile somewhere. <laughs> their country's absolutely terrible military well, what it was, just crashed a helicopter Alec, into his house. Alec was in the military, and the military accident is Alec going, I wonder what this was does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what's killed his brother. Yeah. Class, classic Alec. I wouldn't put it past him. And then he just went skiing. And he is immediately saying, oh, I need to control... I'm sorry, there were children present. I need to control my temper. Well, you were, you were just talking to your dad on the laptop. You weren't even shouting. Oh, I like that with the sleepover scene where she's like, oh, yeah, we were at school together. Um, he always kind of ignored me. I had a bit of a crush on him for a while, uh, but nothing ever really happened. And now he, and uh, yeah, and that's what happened. She's like, oh, my God, this calls for a sleepover. You have to tell me all the details. And I thought, it's like, well, I kind of just told you everything. I don't think I need to come for an entire night. Do I like? No, you got to tell me everything. I literally just told you I everything. I like that she is. I literally did. Bug the security team play back the foot oh, the recordings man. and give it to the prince. He plays so, it back. He's like, these are the messages that you sent me. So let's so let so let's get to that because that, that that's this next bit. He's he's all sad because he killed his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on purpose. We don't know. And then she says, "Okay, do you want to come with me on my rounds to get you out of the room? Definitely not a thing that you can do." Definitely not appropriate to take the prince on your round <laughs> while you review all of your patients, presumably alone, um, without any without any sort of team. Well, the bodyguard like, was busy. She really is the only doctor for this whole war, twenty four seven, indefinitely. Which I think adds to my growing fan theory that it's not a real hospital and this is a much darker situation than we once supposed. Because, <laughs> um, like, why is the prince there? I feel like the king. Has sent him there secretly to sort of trap him in the in the netherworld of the, of the the back rooms of this hospital. Have you seen the loop? Not the loop. The void. A movie called The Void, which takes place in a hospital. No, but I like the sound of it. It's a Lovecraftian horror film. Oh, okay. Yep. And I'm it in. takes place in a hospital at night. Yeah. Hashtag recommend. It's not actually bad. Please. 2016. Yeah. Sick. 
All right, yeah. I will do that. And so, yeah, and so then they're wheeling around. Very strangely, we are now in a corridor with a window to what is clearly outside, and you can see outside. I don't know if they're like, right, we've got one afternoon, we can film in this abandoned airport. <laughs> Let's make the most of it. And they do put a little Christmas tree and stuff in there. You know, it's not nothing. Oh, the, the shitty garland around things. Terrible garlands. Like all of the, every decoration is the cheapest possible thing they could buy. And sometimes just odd. Like there's a there's one wreath that's being moved around from room to room. <laughs> and always placed in just a slightly odd place. Like it's just slightly too low on the wall. Like that's not wreath height. It's because the person doing the props was short and couldn't reach up. <laughs> Maybe. And his, his job and no was one, props up. no one helped him. <laughs> And he didn't want to ask for help because he didn't because this was his I big break and he didn't want to job. blow it. It's my job. Yeah, because like he, most films have a props department, and this he doesn't film had a prop guy. <laughs> he doesn't get sympathy for being short because he's not like Peter Dinklage level. He's just a short guy, <laughs> so you know he doesn't get a spe- <laughs> he doesn't get a special <laughs> parking sticker or anything. He's just like quite a short dude. Um, yeah, and he says, "Let's address the elephant in the room." You probably still have a crush on me because look at me. And she's like, no, I don't. And then he plays a recording of her from inside her house. And she apologizes to him for finding him attractive. I think, I think, is that not him playing back phone messages that she accidentally sent him? No. Because there's one in, in that conversation. He ends that conversation no, a, with, I also got one of some of people snoring. And I can play it back for you. No, it's a recording of her and her friend. You hear both of them. Yeah, so yeah, I know you hear both yeah. of them. But because she lost her phone, I thought it was that her phone was under the couch cushions and accidentally calling him, leaving him messages all night. Why would she have his number? <laughs> I don't <laughs> no. know. I don't know. But yes, he plays I back th- recording. Okay, that played to it me. Just, it just ended with him going, yes, I have one here of you snoring as well. But it might just... be you or your friend. And when that came off, what I remember was thinking, okay, so it wasn't a recording. It was... Well, no, because it's a recording of messages. them talking and then they fall asleep because it's a sleepover. Because yeah. that's what uh, that's, that's what, what doctors do in talk... their 30s do. They have yeah, sleepovers with their hands. friends. One sleeps on the couch. And tell them all the, all the... Holding, holding, holding hands. Yeah. And you tell all and you talk and you talk about dreamy princes and stuff. Yeah, you do. Which, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I guess, I guess is what girls like to do. Some of them, anyway. Well, I like to talk about dreamy princes sometimes. Well, Isaac, you and I have spent quite a lot of time talking about dreamy princes, <laughs> but only in the context of a podcast because that's how men can ah, interact yes. these days. Apparently, yeah. What? And I also thought it was a. It was a secret recording from inside the house because they make a big deal that Bella is following her. She's like, how was your night with your friend? Yeah. And they're... So, anyway. Doesn't matter. In a real, very real sense, it doesn't matter. Cut back to Jeff, who's doing that thing where you write on a file without supporting it from behind. Mm -hmm. So there's no way the pen could actually make purchase on the paper. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that thing in film. And then... uh, (laughs) Yeah, then we finally meet that other second nurse. Jeff and the ninja start their romance, and they have just like that. They they have great chemistry, and they're obviously fantastic performers. Um, but it is oh, so it's really tragic to see Jeff and Bella have to have that real sort of like fourteen year old fanfic conversation where like they start talking about how she doesn't like coffee. Yeah, and he's like, you haven't had good coffee, and that's and that's always just been like my least favorite kind of flirting in the world. Yeah. Either, about pa- a random either participating in it or hearing it when two people just start saying, oh, you don't like, oh, you have to like, blah, blah, blah. That kind of flirting. Yep, yep. I hate it. <laughs> I've done it. 
I hated it. I hated myself at the time while I was doing it. Sometimes you just need a way in. You're just enjoying talking. You need talk. to break that ice. Some, you know, at that point, you're just happy to be talking to the person about anything. So you're like, well, you don't like coffee. Brilliant. There's two minutes of material. But I still hate it. And, I, and I hated listening to it this time. And the fact that she, called, she used you don't the word... Like coffee? Dr- Me neither. I'll never drink it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, if they don't like coffee, you have to like oh, it. Okay. So then you have a playful back and forth oh, argument. Like I love murder. And then if it goes... I do it all the time. Because then if it goes well, she might punch you on the arm. And then, Ooh. my friend, you are in. Yeah. If she giggles a little bit... And <laughs> She's laughing. Yeah. You got, ooh, ooh, reason to talk, reason to talk. Yeah. Remember that stuff? What if she smells good? <laughs> well, I mean, sure. That's not... Uh, we were skating around weirdness this whole time. I was trying to keep us on the right side of it. <laughs> then eventually, Alec finds his way to the cancer ward with her. There's a great shot of an IV taped onto someone's hand going in the wrong direction. No- <laughs> that's not the way fluids go. But whatever, that's just that's just me yeah, and they're picking. They're taking fluids. And he's like, oh, cancer kids, bit much. Not sure I'm into this. And he talks to that kid about his playlist. And he says, so later on, this singer turns up. What's her name? He's, his, he's her favorite. She's yeah. his favorite. His favorite, yeah. And she sings Jingle Bells. What's that? I wrote it down. I don't know. It'll be in the cast list as her character name. Genevieve Fisher. Nice. This te- this very healthy-looking 10-year-old who, like, gets helped up onto the bed out of a wheelchair and then immediately starts moving normally. He says the line, My favourite artist... And that's already <laughs> off. <laughs> My favourite artist is Genevieve Fisher. And I've been meaning to look this up. The song she's singing... Because I can only assume that, yes, this is a real person... Oh, is it? Yeah. Genevieve Fisher has earned nine top 50 hits on both Billboard's BDS and Mediabase Canadian National Country Charts. Canadian Charts. She's a Canadian country singer. Oh, she's his favourite. And, she, and she's his favourite artist. Yeah. It's the, it's the word artist. That's all I'm <laughs> able to go out there. Hilarious. And they listen to the playlist together and he tells a little sad backstory about his mum. And... and here, I guess Alex should be learning. Oh yeah, so other people they have struggles that I don't have, and it's more than I'm. And oh, I guess this, even though this child has cancer and that's gross, he's still a person, and I can still talk to him. Yes, isn't there a lesson there? I guess that's kind of what we're groping towards here. Like, what's the fuck is the point of this scene? <laughs> what's he doing? He's forgetting a best friend. He's getting we're a just best friend. Wa- we're just watching stuff happen. He's replacing Jeff as his best friend. Like, yeah, maybe this kid should be instrumental at the end of like convincing. The kid is like the kid murders the pushes the fiance down an elevator shaft or something. Oh, there is no fiance. Into the bottomless elevator shaft that would exist in the back rooms of this hospital. She just yes. falls for eternity. Anyway, villain chief comes back. They do their big fight. Um, with there's the thing where we someone stops her getting stops her dismissal, getting to the board. Then Alec plays with the kids more, learning nothing because he was already nice. They draw on his cast. Yeah, um, and in that scene where they're drawing on the cast, we we see Bella, and she is just like uncomfortable. <laughs> she's scratching herself. She's like they're touching the prince. They're touching the prince. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so funny that you you see like security people with earpieces once earlier on, and then they never reappear. They were at the gala at the end. And yeah, that's it. so the whole rest of the time, it's, it's just Bella again. The hospital has the hospital has one doctor, and yeah. he has one security person who is twenty four seven. But I don't think Bella and the prince ever talk. Their first scene, they talk when he's doing his. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Thing on the on the, on the line, and she's like, "Are you making a video?" Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah." Ah. And she's like, "No, you're not." Because if this is now your bodyguard who's with you twenty four seven, you would have a a dynamic there. You would wouldn't think you? so. You'd have some sort of relationship, and but obviously he doesn't bro out with anyone. He doesn't bro out with anyone. He, out with anyone. he is there purely for the future princess. Yeah. Dr. Professor Ta- Natasha, yeah. Of Shitnovia. Yeah. <laughs> San Savar, oh, please, Shitnovia. Isaac. And, I mean, you know, I mean, if we're, if we're going to think it through, sparks are going to fly with him and her together all the time. Bella. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, another great... I mean, they're both, they're both just, they're just a couple of at least mostly heterosexual humans. I want to I see The Bodyguard, but a Christmas movie. The Christmas yeah. Bodyguard. Gender-flipped Christmas Bodyguard. Mm. Yes, please. Um, so Genevieve Fisher turns up <laughs> in the hospital. Well, they go. It's the kids' day. Did for this Alec operation. do that? It's the kids' day for this operation, and the kids oh yeah, like, she oh, apologizes to him out of nowhere. Says that you know what I I thought you were a jerk, but since you've turned up, you've been nothing but pleasant. Yes, and pleasant really is the word to describe how blandly fine he's been. Yes, he's whilst doing nothing, nothing that impressive. Correct. Um, and then he's like, I've got a surprise for the kid mm-hmm. and the kid's mum is there and he flew his mum in. And then also, but also but that's not all, all the way from Canada, all the way from where we definitely are not. <laughs> we're not in, well, we could <laughs> be anywhere we're in America. Like, cause the King goes in an American hospital. Yeah, bed. but they could have, they could have filmed this in LA. They filmed it in Canada with just some external shots. But it's, a, it's a Canadian film. Okay then. Definitely. Well, fine. Hey, hey! You know what? Good. I'm I'm sick of Canada these last few days. They've been showing up in all these trivia questions we've been asking. Apparently, <laughs> they've got the longest coastline. I doubt it. I think that's something they've just made up. Because who's going to check? Well, it's, they've got the longest coastline. Though. No, but I, I don't I don't think so. Well, I'm sick that. of Canada sitting up there contributing absolutely nothing to the world culturally and just clogging up all these trivia Except question Hallmark answers. Films. They make a lot of Hallmark films. Nah, Toronto is. One of the biggest places to make a film now. <laughs> I guess so. And cheap. And that's where they make all of the DC TV shows. Old mate's going to have his surgery. And um, mum turns up. Genevieve best Fisher says. The whole film. I'm pretty sure Genevieve Fisher says this. She says, like, you go through there and beat this thing up. And then we'll come back and have a sing along or whatever. Yeah. Beat this thing up. Or whatever. Meaning do surgery. No, she's, she's he's going to beat the cancer. But he's. But we're just talking about this surgical procedure yeah, at this but he's point. Beat, the beat this thing up. Uh-huh. That's not a, a thing, is it? Fight it. He's gonna fight the surgeon. You can oh, beat. That's what he does. He goes in, fights the surgeon. You off. can. He's like, "Fuck off, mate. I'm actually quite healthy. I brought my own scalpel. <laughs> shift, 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 shift. And then he's back in the room. Hasn't been operated. The one hospital all. surgeon that we that we never see yeah. either. But I was very impressed because I was fully waiting for her to be doing the surgery. Yes. I was like. She is well, definitely she does the surgery on the teddy bear at the start. Yeah, nice I was like, little... she is definitely the head of pediatrics and oncologist and a surgeon. She definitely <laughs> is. 
But uh, they managed to not do that. So yeah, he doesn't I think actually have the surgery. Credit to this. Well, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he just, it's, he's wearing the it's same mild. shirt it's wearing the same maybe it's shirt. just a biopsy or something but they they all make a really big deal out it's of it procedure. like all the adults <laughs> taking blood that's what they're doing all the adults are telling him he's going to be fine to the point where you'd be like why did I know why does everyone keep saying that how big a deal is this surgery no don't worry about it you're going to be fine don't worry about it you get in there beat this thing up that's what you say before surgery like you could say you're going to beat this thing beat this thing up odd they wheel him off to surgery on the whole hospital bed, not on a trolley. They just take the whole big hospital bed out of the room. They only have access to one <laughs> They've bed. only got the one bed. <laughs> and then Genevieve Fisher sings uh, Jingle Bells. Yeah. We, are, we are burning through the public domain Christmas carols in this film. <laughs> oh, that's one thing that, pissed, actually, that actually made me angry through the film. Ooh. The entire film is underscored. There is there's, not one moment of this of ding, film ding, ding, that ding. does not have underscoring. Yeah, there's 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 lots of um, and it's all shitty Christmas. There's lots of like telling, not showing, with the music, music in terms of what we're meant to be feeling. And it's just like, as as somebody does something emotional, music doesn't change. Music just continues as it was. Well, it I I, I really noticed whenever the music kicked in, like someone would turn and be like, you know, I've been meaning to say, <laughs> like the music was really like, and now you're feeling emotional. I I am okay. Even well, thank God you told me. emotions aren't right for whatever they do. It's, it's shit. It is very underscored. But then, yeah, Jennifer Fisher sings Jingle Bells, and we see the whole thing. They we see. watch the entire Jingle Bells, and all the kids watching her, and she's so good. Yeah. I mean, I guess, she's you know, Genevieve, she's fine. She's Genevieve Fisher. She's had several top 50 hits on the Billboard charts mm, in Canada. Nine, in Whoa. fact. She's nearly in double digits. Well, in the top 50s. Nine in the top 50s. Don't say we're in the top 50s. <laughs> And who are we to say? Top 50 of Canada. Canada. Wow, they've got at least 50 artists. Yeah. I, I, I love that. that They were like, oh, I'll tell you what would really punch up this film. Let's get Genevieve Fisher. If we, let's get Fisher in. They've gone to the Billboard charts, scrolled for a bit. Well, I think, that one. I think they're always <laughs> I like, hey, <laughs> cast and crew, all seven of you. Who, do Does you, anybody know Do you know someone? anyone in the any in the, country stars? At least the top 50 of the Billboard Who sings Christmas charts. songs? Oh, we, um, yeah, I was, um, we were watching it and Emma pointed out how often it felt like people said it means a lot to the kids. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tash says it a few times. <laughs> All time. Thanks for this. It means a lot to the kids. Thanks for that. That means a lot to the kids. A lot of stuff means a lot of things. And then she has her, she has her monologue about how tough and sad pediatric cancer is. And I mean, sure. And True. puts her head on his shoulder. Um, then we have more external forest shots cut back to inside the hospital. And so then the villain gets a redemption monologue. And I think I missed a little bit. Yeah, she's like, hey, I've... Um, hey, look. I've done some research. This is so out of nowhere. Turns out I was a fucking bitch. I've realized. <laughs> like, did she get Christmas caroled overnight? <laughs> Because she comes back being like, actually, I've I realized I've been an absolute cunt this entire time. <laughs> and I'm so sorry about that. Thank you for not, like, escalating all of the workplace harassment I've been doing. That was that was a real solid you did for me. Uh, and so and so to repay that, I'm going to start being like a normal professional, you know, doctor, as it were. Because I don't know if you know I'm a doctor. I haven't brought that up for a couple of minutes. I just hate when people make a big deal out of them being a doctor because as someone who's worked with a lot of doctors, 
There are some really dumb doctors. Like, just just the dumbest people. And not dumb, like, in terms of doctors. Dumb in terms of normal people. And you've met these people. Yeah. 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 yeah That's why you should really be careful whenever school. you go into hospital, because it could be one of them. They did real good in school, though. They, they like, did. I did so good in school. I'm going to be a doctor. But you don't. That's the thing. You don't have to do so good. You have to do consistently well. Yeah. It's not like this. Isn't like the cream of the crops. This isn't like the one percent of the one percent. <laughs> but it's, it is. If you persistently turn up over time and you do well enough, one day you will find yourself a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you will suddenly be. <laughs> It's me. Anyway. A doctor. <laughs> um, Alec turns up in a suit now. Yes. And he throws away his crutches. And no that's when all the children with needed. cancer applaud him for being discharged. <laughs> and I like, enjoy Christmas, Prince. He's like, I will. And then he flies out the window like Superman. <laughs> um, the he kids, says that he loves her. He, uh, yeah. Well, the, the kids make him a CD. In 2018. No, it's that one kid who makes him, he makes him his burner tracks. Yeah. And now we can listen to it together when I go for my procedure every day at 11. How about you just drop him a link to your playlist? No. How did it's, he burn it's it? It's Canada. They don't have Spotify How did yet. he burn it? Spotify that won't reach Canada until like 2020. Gun to my head with what I have in the house now, I could not burn you a CD. I could do it at home. But yeah, that's well. That's because I have a PC. <laughs> I think I've got... I think I've got an iMac in a I box. I think I still have some empty CDs a, somewhere at home, too. Oh, yeah, I definitely don't have... I think I've got a CD drive. I definitely don't have a blank CD. <laughs> you can't buy them. You um, can't buy them anywhere except, like, Officeworks now. Yeah. Like, you used to go go into Big W, and you could get a 50-pack of blank CDs to yeah. make your road trip stuff. Yeah. No. Definitely not. Why would you? I bought a shit ton of those for uni. Yeah, you got to buy all the CDs so you can burn the audiobook your friend gave you the files for. Well, a lot, a lot of... Um, a lot of my uni assignments were to be handed in on CDs. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember putting a CD into a manila folder, yeah. stapling a cover sheet to the I front of it. I remember purposely making like the CD case and then writing out very neatly what was in the CD and giving the case mm-hmm. in as well. Yeah. Did you write out? Yeah, you write all yeah. the track numbers this on the, the CD. This is the I've made. Put on this DVD. It's oh, all yours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uni, man. Or if you did a video time. assignment and you burn it onto a, a little DVD. Yes, anyway, so he's out, and, they, and he invites her to a gala, and she says, hell yes. He gives her yeah. a Christmas gift, he declares his love. a dress. He declares his love for her. They kiss in front of all the children, but they're all looking at Jeff. Yeah. Because once again, Jeff is... Presents. Yeah. Oh, that's, that, that's what I wrote down. When you talking about the music, we were talking about the music. I said that the music, it always sounds like the end of the Lord of the Rings, yeah. but nothing has happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Uh, Jeff gives Bella the bodyguard a princess castle. And it says inside, yeah. good coffee. It's just a gift card for coffee. <laughs> you got her a coffee gift card. Good I don't you. even think it's a gift card. I think it's one of those cards you get at a cafe where you click the little, <laughs> punch the holes, and you get 10 Alec. coffees, you get one for free. Alec, then they all dance. Alec dances with the kids. Well, I, was watching, so I was watching this with Emma and with Emma's mum. And because it was Christmas time, and that's what you do. It was Christmas time, and you watch films with family. And um, Alec dances, and Emma's mom just goes, oh, Look at how dumb he dances. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was just so cold. Yeah, he does. He, he dances does really dumb. dumb. 
There's a bit later on where they dance even for someone into, in a moon boot. They dance out of focus later on, mm-hmm. and clearly there's no choreography. There's no attempt. She just looks at her feet, goes, "Let's do this," yeah. and then they go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's doing that like dancing. He's he, he's doing like social distancing whilst dancing with her. It's like two one point well, five meters away the whole time. You can't be feeling up a babe in public. Well, I think he's you can. Prince, they're basically they're basically engaged by the end of this, yeah. which is what happens. <laughs> she wants to. There's no chill it. dating with a prince. And then we go to the gala, which I guess is kind of true. Look She's at you, Megan. The worst dress imaginable. <laughs> um, it's like a business well, no, hang on, dress. Hang on, hang on. We don't go to the gala because Miranda, the not fiance, turns up at the oh, hospital. Right. Then Tasha storms off. There's a. Cl- <laughs> There's a. I thought this was funny because she gets into the lift and she's angry and there's a pause where we wait for the door to close and it's just a bit too long of a pause before the it's a little awkward, <laughs> and then the lift door closes and there's no seam in the door. You know how a lift door is two doors. Not some lifts. It's just one big solid door that yeah. comes across. That there, looked there would off be to a me. lift in the world that exists like that, not at a hospital. No, no I've never seen it. I've never seen it. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's possible. I think that's the kind of thing you would only find in the void. Hey, where this hospital takes much, place. Where this hospital takes place. He pretends to hurt his leg. We did this. He pretends to hurt his leg walking down the stairs. She comes over and uses x-ray hands. Someone says, I trusted you, which is another, which, you know, we're getting close to Christmas Prince Bingo with someone saying, I trusted you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex sends her address via Jeff. Because they're all going from the hospital to the charity event. Yes. <laughs> Even though, because works. she lives there because you can't leave because it's the void. Well, the, hospi- the charity event takes place in the hospital. The fact that we never see anyone. Have you seen that movie Vivarium? Vivarium, no. It's really good. It's Jesse Eisenberg and a female right. actor who's very famous. Well, I've forgotten her name. Yeah. And it's basically they get, it's like a, Kind of a Lovecraft in horror where they get trapped into this, they get taken into this little house, and then it's like a neighborhood and they can't leave it. Oh, I've seen yeah. trailer and clips and stuff. Yeah. yeah. This feels a bit like that as well. <laughs> because because the gala feels like it's in the hospital very much. And it I'm does. sure it physically, it's just the atrium with some curtains hung it's up or something. So it doesn't feel like we ever really, because we never see her house. We see her friend's house. We never see her house. I don't think she exists outside the hospital. Yeah. I think she might she might blink out of existence. Her friend probably lives in the basement of the hospital. So they're all going from the hospital to the charity event. Alex sends her the dress via Jeff, who is still also just there as the nurse. He's just still in a Santa suit. He's like still in a Santa suit after the ball or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just living that Santa life. Oh, no, he's not at the he's not at the gala. She calls him from the gala. He's at yeah. work. He's oh, yeah, he's still working. In the Santa suit. All day, every day. Yeah, well, every day. leave. Yeah, people talk in another language. They speak like a vague European language. So the not fiance. Oh, yeah, that fake language that they it's make weird. up. So, the, so this fake fiance, she turns up. She says, I'm his fiance. Tash flies off the handle. Uh-huh. Then she comes up and says, oh, so I'm sorry. My English isn't so good. I'm not actually his fiance. I'm so sorry if I gave you that wrong impression. You're like, oh, okay. She's actually nice. Then she goes bad again. She's like, you bunch of piece of shit. You don't belong here. <laughs> this isn't a place for people like you. You're only a very... You don't belong here. You're, you're out there. She turns into Matt Berry for a while. This is where I am. We are from San Savare. You swine. New York City. New York City, etc. <laughs> uh, yeah, she turns into that. <laughs> 
And I just love the idea that you're just an extreme, an extremely qualified and prestigious pediatric oncology specialist in America. How you don't belong here? Like, well, no, she's doing all right. Like, what are you talking about? Just she wasn't born into this world. Though. Like, yeah, like one of them. One of them says at a certain point. Um, oh yeah, she's a doctor, but in America, like please. <laughs> and I think that's funny because that only plays if they're English. Because I can imagine English people being snobby about an American doctor, mm-hmm. but almost anywhere else in the world, they would acknowledge that America has good doctors. Like it's not a good healthcare system. Yeah. But they do like the doctors can still do doctoring. The doctors that are good doc because like there's lots of terrible doctors, but like the doctors that are good doctors in America. Yeah. Especially like surgeons and stuff. They're quite, they're quite good. They can still doctor. It's not a mark against you that you're from America. <laughs> Unless you're snobby English people. I guess the French could be snobby. The French could be. Can. Can. But once you get in, in, into that less appealing Eastern European space, as I was saying, <laughs> that Aldovia. Aldovia. That Aldovia region. Then, um, yeah, I just thought that was funny. And so then they try to regenerate new tension about something that hasn't been present in the rest of the film at all, about, like, class and fitting in. Yeah, but at a, at a gala, though. And they may, and also she, but she's also of a cultural level where she went to school with the prince. <laughs> so she's not that far removed from their world. She's, like, she's clearly from a wealthy family. She's like, I'm old high school friends with the prince. Yeah. How are you saying I'm so far away from the you don't have a, a weird accent, vague accent like I do. You're wearing a I'm sure it's not vague. Dress. I'm sure her accent is very specifically from one place. But I like that these are all people. These are people meant to be from San Savare, presumably, but just have an accent that the prince doesn't have. Anyway. No, the princess is from somewhere else because she was betrothed to his brother. And it's just, I think they realized they got to the gala and they'd only made about an hour and 10 minutes of film. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit, there's literally no tension here now. Because they're together, and it's all the kids have disappeared. Jeff's yeah. back at work. <laughs> Bella is gone. There's nothing left to do. So like, okay, I guess. Got to extend this for at least. We'll reintroduce. I remember looking at the time. I'm like, how is there half an hour left to go in this? Yeah. And then they try and do this final act of the not fiance being mean to her, but then Mr. Sheffield saves the day. He goes, oi. You've done so well. You've changed my son. First of all, there's the argument with the son, with Alec and Mr. Sheffield in the bathroom. He's like, I'm going to do my own charities. Like, your own charities? But we do royal charities. How do you do your own? Because what royalty do is charities. I know that's what the point of royalty is, to do charity stuff. And he goes, you you, you can be how you want, Dad, but I know that you're proud of me for wanting to be yeah. proud of my own ones. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I really think if I do my own charities, what, what's, what's it going to be? Uh, helping victims of military accidents. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Anything, I, can, I can understand your guilt in wanting to help anything, the victims. Of, and am of I right that he accident. doesn't even specifically say here no, that one of my charities, he, so he doesn't say, I'm going to do something to help children with cancer, no, which has says, really been teed up at this charities. Point. And Is then it, later on he goes... Are those, charities, are those charities going to be focused on anything based on some recent like emotional experiences you've had? No. Um, when he goes, when he makes up with the chick right at the end and they're dancing on the dance floor, he says, I'm going to name my charity. And then he makes oh, a yeah. joke name. It's going to be Prince uh, Prince Alex's gift to the world. Oh, that, Wonderful no, no, gift no, to the world. It was Prince, yeah, Prince Alex's like, like, remar- remarkable achievement or something. I'm like, that's such a bad joke because 
it's easy to name a charity in a way that is self-aggrandizing to you in a way that could actually be the name of a charity. But you've just said like a little sentence then. <laughs> That's not <laughs> something that could ever believably be the name of a charity. So is... it's just te- just awful. Yeah. I, I reckon it'd be something like, what, what charity are you going to do? I'm setting up a foundation to help victims of skiing accidents recover faster i want to help have... people who cause military accidents then break their legs and meet children yeah i need to help those people because they're weird and like robots <laughs> i'm i'm setting up a chat i'm setting up prince alexander's foundation for the mildly concussed <laughs> which is clearly con- which as i've learned is a truly debilitating condition that you can't l- even fly home you can't even go to an adult ward you have to stay in an american hospital you have to go to the first empty american hospital bed. bed you find you can't go home for christmas you have to <laughs> you have to fall in love with this doctor and the thing is you were concussed and you had your leg broken and the thing is no one will even tell you or point out when your concussion ends (laughs) it'll just not be mentioned again that's the worst thing about it you just won't have it and someone will have taken it from you (laughs) and you no longer have your concussion what's crazy about it is i could still be concussed right now none of this could be real it's completely (laughs) open-ended But because i had that concussion that's how they lured me into the back rooms of this hospital what is the world Foundation. <laughs> my fate incarnation is called well, What is the World? My... <laughs> yeah, you know, like, we are the world. It's like that. But for confused people I'm gonna get, who've hit their I'm heads. I'm going to get 30 artists to write a song for Christmas. <laughs> called, called Who Are We? All of them from the top 50 Canadian artists. Yeah, I'm going to get the top I've 50 Canadian artists. Genevieve Fisher is obviously first cab off the rank. And it's going <laughs> to be called... Write, what is the world? It's going to be called Who Am I? <laughs> Oh, not it's we cool. are the world. What is it? Do they know it's Christmas time? I hate that. It's song the most so fucked much. song. I know it irks me every time I hear. It. I'm like, oh god. I'm sorry, but th- do they know it's Christmas tonight? You know, no thank- one would want to fucking live there. Yeah, it's so like th- tonight. Thank God it's them instead of you. <laughs> what? That's like the worst, most secret, like selfish thing you might think inside but never share. Did you like, know obviously, there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. You're joking. The greatest gift they're gonna get. The greatest gift is light. Yeah, or it's like, it's, it's just every line of it is just shocking, yeah. and people just sing it every day. Fade Nothing the ever grows. Yeah, no um, rain. No rivers flow. Which is like predominantly about the famine in Ethiopia, like one of the world's largest producers of coffee. Like, sorry. Anyway, it's the, the world's largest producer, though, is Brazil. Feed the world. Learned that the hard way during trivia the other night. So the king, she's going to leave. And the king stops her from leaving and says the very unsettling line, you have more breeding and intelligence than oh, everyone in there. When, the, when he said breeding, I'm breeding. like, what? Ooh, so unsettling. He's like pouring tea. It's dinner time. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and <laughs> did you see on... So on, on, on so, now bring the car around. I yeah, want to get a cheese. Cheese. Okay, sure. Yes, you Is do. this meant to be a reveal because he's been on Zoom the whole time? Because just... we knew he was going to be there the whole yeah, time. But... He wants to go get himself a cheese. And did you see the little medals on his chest? Just the shittiest looking. The shittest. 
jacket, the shittiest sash. Alec has one thing on. Out of out of place. They're all on his the walk. Badge, his fucking whatever purple heart he was wearing on the little thing was off angled and towards the middle of his chest. Yeah. They've got his those fuck. little medals that are just like little sewn squares. And like, they had three rows of them separate, so they were spaced out and all at different angles. I feel like surely you could just buy on eBay like a panel yeah. of of badges you could go to, to just an op stick shop on. And get one. But also, like I the couldn't believe that. That was disappointing. Was so thin, and he plays with his lapels because that's what you do when you're a rich person. It was you pull thin. The, pull down your lapels. But it also, it really looked like I couldn't see a shirt under that jacket. No, no. So the, to, in my shirt mind, front attached to the jacket. To my mind, it was just jacket on skin, <laughs> on steel no, exoskeleton. They gave, they gave him a white button up, but it's a short sleeve one. Yeah. So that he gets the nice collared look at the top. But, but then he he's got a little. He's got a little bit more breathing space down yeah. by the arms. Yeah, to allow for the action sequences. Um, yeah, and then go goes back in, tells fiance to fuck off. So I'll tell this to your face. This is my dance. And then, um, then she, then they, they say they love each other, and she wants to tell him that every day from now on. Yeah, a weird passionless kiss um and then they then they do the robot dance yeah which is just every dance that he does is the robot enjoy that there's in this in this scene while they're dancing they've moved the camera like whoever's moving the camera on whatever dolly track it's on moves after the fact they've superimposed light effects in front of the camera between the camera and the the people to make it look like the camera is moving behind like Oh yeah. Make it feel like the light on the I'm... back of the wall is also at the front of the thing. Yeah. They've put lights in. Some of them are clipped poorly. I know what you're talking about. I yeah. couldn't have phrased it that way, but yeah, They've, it was very like, noticeable. Yes. It's like it wouldn't be noticeable if it was actually in the scene. Yeah. If they'd actually filmed it in the way that would give them that effect. And you know, I don't take anything away from them. They're you know, they're I being they're being inventive. It's, it's one of my favourite parts about the film is that they put this in because hmm. they're like this will make it feel like we've done more. Yeah. <laughs> this will make it feel like a Christmas yeah. prince. This will make it feel like we've done more. I, I very much I very much enjoyed that they did that. It's very cool. We haven't done much, but this will make it feel yeah. it, it it builds a world if you if you fill in the yeah. fourth wall with something. Yeah. And that's Christmas with a prince. Oh, well there's a final the, uh, Bella is packing her bags in the hospital. And says goodbye to Jeff, I think. Yes. Well, so, she lives in the hospital. Yeah, they all live in the hospital. Yeah, they live in the hospital. She thinks she's leaving, but I don't think she is. No, the prince is now. They're all trapped. So I am excited to watch the sequels. Uh, the I think the only way we can do it is by ordering them on DVD. Yeah, because they're not on a streaming service. <laughs> they're not on a streaming service. Well, actually, I found Christmas with the Prince Becoming Royal on Tubi TV. Ah, the Canadian YouTube. A little bit of Tubi TV. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. Next year. No. Isaac. Isaac. Like don't don't say no now. Just rest. Just rest We've with this. We've seen this. You know what it will be. It's gonna be amazing. It will punish us again. But remember I, I it's okay, I've confirmed. Jeff is in both the sequels. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So you know, we'll have that ray of light throughout he is it. A, he is and a then ray we can start because I, I wanna actually want to see his rom- romance bloom with Bella. Yeah, yeah. So I think in our ranking of royalty themed Christmas movies, this is at the bottom of this the four. This is the worst, yes. Which is your favourite of the of the three uh, Christmas princes? The first one. It, does it does it go one, two, three? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Okay. Order. so. Oh no, one, three, two, just like Die Hard. 
Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. One, three, two, and then Christmas with a Prince. And so the ranking continues. Okay, well, that's that. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been a long year, hasn't it? Merry Christmas. But we did it. Merry. And then we're going to have a, we'll be back soon to talk about Avatar to close out this special series of see a movie and talk about it for a bit. <laughs> I'm your host, Zach Galifianakis, joined as always by Jennifer Coolidge and her band of flautists. Anything to say to take us out? We're taking the dog, dumbass. Okay, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>